Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. And with that, we welcome you inside Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. No EY today. Potentially no EY ever after we stop his ass into the ground this weekend, Frankie. Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup. It's the BFF showdown. A little smack talk yesterday be- between... Making sure my mic was on because you're looking at me. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm looking at no, you. No, I was talking. making sure because I had, I had that happen the other day. I didn't want it to happen again. Uh, but... Yeah, nice little matchup between EY and ourselves. We have a little wager on this matchup. What as is this well, wager? Right? I was not here for this wager. All right, so when I listened to it back, here's what I gathered. If we beat EY, he will pay for our flight and an expenses paid trip to visit him in Nashville last year. Next to, year. Next year for a fantasy football summit. We will be staying with him, I would assume. Sure. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. All right. Uh, and if EY beats us then we pay for his hotel tickets for him to stay in New York City for, I don't know, let's say a weekend? All right. So let's say one room each we have to pay for. Yeah. So one room combined that we have to pay for for him. And he has to pay for all of our expenses. He said expenses. Uh, expenses paid. paid trip. Yeah. So I'm on board. You on board? Yeah, I'm in, man. Yeah. <laughs> we got to set the right lineup. But now I'm really focused on this lineup. Like, I'm staring at it. Like, I don't know that I agree with some of the things you've done in here. All right, well, we can talk about it, either on air or off, whatever you want. I mean, on the air makes the most sense, right? We're setting lines trying to beat EY. Uh, you're, well, we can't really talk about our strategy like, on the show, because he he's going to listen back to the show. But he can't do anything to fix it. You're not wrong. <laughs> why are we not starting James White and are starting Latavius Murray? I do know why, because they're going to run the ball all game. They don't, need, they don't need James White. Yeah, I don't know. I feel weird about James White. I, let's talk about it right now. I had him as one of my... Uh, Tougher matchups that I didn't get to on the previous show, the Fantasy Football Frenzy with Jim and George Kurtz. You've been trying to bench James White everywhere we've had him. I just don't know how to feel about James White this week, especially if Antonio Brown plays. We're talking about now they have three legitimate wide receivers in their offense. And look, I understand I just went on this whole monologue basically last hour about predicting game flow and how it's you know pretty hard to predict game flow on a weekly basis in the NFL. You don't normally see 19-point spreads in the NFL. The Dolphins looked dreadful last week. The Patriots were clicking on all cylinders. I just don't know how much they're going to need James White, Greg. I understand that 
in order to be winning by that much, they have to score points. Sure. So James White can score, I guess, during that time. But I just see this as like a bounce-back performance for Sony Michelle. And I still see them using Rex Burkhead as well. James White, to me, is someone, you know, I want to get him in in games that I think are going to be competitive, back and forth, up-tempo. I don't know that the Patriots are going to need to use him all that much. Am I overthinking it? Yes. Because, like, Latavius Murray, kind of touchdown dependent, Frank. Like, you're banking on him scoring a touchdown against well, the, the Rams. The Rams just got ripped by Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Latavius Murray is not Christian McCaffrey. He's not, but he also plays on one of the best offenses in the league sure. that has led the league in rushing touchdowns each of the past two years. And by the way, he scored a rushing touchdown in week one. He did, but he had six carries total. I'm just saying. <laughs> but this was a back and forth affair you where they started really passing need the ball a touchdown. late. Where they started passing the ball late. I, I just think, you know, look, it's probably going to be a back and forth affair against the Rams as well. Right. But my thinking here is I think that the Rams are, the Saints rather, are going to try and keep the Rams' offense off the field. I think that they're really going to try and run the football a ton in this one with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. It's close. Look, if you want James White, you know. You want James White. It's it's close for me. I mean, we could talk about other people. We have we have Darren we're Waller. Starting, we're starting two tight ends. Darren this Waller week. in as our flex. I mean, we could start James White over Darren Waller if you want. I don't want to do that. You like, you like Darren Waller. I want to start Darren Waller. I guess the Chiefs. Yeah, they're going to need someone to catch the ball in that Correct. game. Correct. So I like the Darren Waller idea. All right. Look, if you want to go James White over Latavius Murray, I, I will leave the final call up to you. All right, I'm going to change it's that. That close of a call where if you feel that strongly about it, it's fine. I have these players closely ranked. For me, when it's a toss-up, I go with Latavius Murray. I Personally, I think that the, the Saints are going to try and play keep away from the Rams this week, and I think Latavius Murray gets double-digit carries and potentially scores another touchdown this week. All right, so let's... I don't know that James White's going to score a touchdown. So It's very hard it's to predict receiving touchdowns for running backs, Greg. It's hard enough to just predict touchdowns. It's harder to predict receiving touchdowns. Trying and to... that's where James White excels. I'm trying to find out uh, uh, Blake Bealy's rankings here as well. Not that I don't trust you. You're more accurate, well, obviously. Luckily for you, I, I, I have them open pretty much all the time. <laughs> I have Blake's rankings out here right now as well. Uh, and as I look, James White here. Uh, he does have him eight spots higher than Latavius Murray. He does. So I mean, it's not that far off. They're both flex options. I'm going to start James White over Latavius Murray. All right. Sure. I mean, look, the Dolphins' defense is very bad. I mean, it could be just... You know, one reception that James White takes to the house. It's all he needs is one. All right. he needs one touchdown. I, I, I just Murray. I thought it was closer. Just my personal opinion. I understand. And I, Latavius Murray at twenty nine. I have James White at thirty one. So they're not far this off. This is a full point PPR league. Is that correct? Half PPR. A half point. Okay. That That's why things. you know changes things a little bit. It does change. These are my rankings are half PPR rankings. So I have these players ranked very closely. It does change things. Should we be starting D.D. Westbrook? Now am I overthinking things? Yeah, I think you are. Yes, D.D. Westbrook should be in our lineup. Greg. Not Randall Cobb. I, I like Randall You just Cobb's talked matchup. a lot about Randall Cobb like on the frenzy. But I also like D.D. Westbrook's matchup. And he led the team in target share once Gardner Minshew came in last week. So what I think started, he's still going to be the top guy. What if we started Latavius Murray over D.D. Westbrook? I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that? No. I, I think that the Jaguars are likely playing from behind against the Texans in this one. Um, and the Texans' defense could be had, especially through the air. I am not worried about the Texans' secondary at all. So... Especially in a half PPR, I, I would take D.D. Westbrook over Latavius Murray. Okay. It's also close. We have a lot of close calls. This a lot week. of close, too many close calls. <laughs> we are going to work ourselves into a pretzel here, and then have to pay for EY's flight, to, EY's hotel. 
what, what did the what did the famous king used to say? Over analysis leads to paralysis. That's right. <laughs> that's where we are. I want to go back. That's where we're at. We're right going now. to Nashville in November. I want to go back with Frank. That's all I want. Yeah, I would like to go. That'd be nice. You know, a nice little cigar and a glass of whiskey. We're taking a break. We'll continue on next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Fantasy football frenzy. When you're asking me, do I start Hardman, Hardman over all these other guys that we've all preseason have had higher? I'm saying no to Hardman until we see it. If he comes out this week and has a great week, fine. But there's just nothing we have to go on that suggests that right now. I know Hill is going to miss four to six weeks, and that may be Hardman time. But don't be surprised if the vet, Demarcus Robinson, is the first guy to step up here. Watch live weekdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on Zumo TV, channel 719. We're back here on the BFFs. He's Frank. I'm Greg. It's week two, man. It's week two, NFL season. A lot of start sit questions for ourselves, our own team. I have it for my team as well, like teams that I don't share with you, which is, I know, rare. We have questions. We got we to gotta make sure we make the right answers, man. 
nervous. Yeah. We're going to try and get some of those answers a little bit later on when Virginia joins the show, the show from Inside Injuries. A lot of injuries, obviously, this week to go over. Actually, my lot, questions are my team. A lot bro- broke yesterday after we got yeah. off the air, too, regarding Hunter Henry. Obviously, he's going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, Mike Williams looks like he's kind of week to week right now. They don't know what his status is going to look like for this week. So there's a lot going on. A lot of questions we need answers. Can I ask you about my own teams first? Or uh, do you not care? I, I can help you off the air, Greg. Why do you have to help me off the air? Maybe uh, Sure. Ask may, me your maybe question. Maybe you'll have the same questions. All right, sure. Let's go. Okay. Um, in a super flex league, would you rather start Jimmy G or Matthew Stafford? I will go with Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. So you and Jim Sonis both agree. Uh, that's very helpful. It's very close for me, though. Okay. They're both barely inside my top 20 quarterbacks. Great. For, um, I have Jimmy G in a super flex as well, so I feel your pain. Yeah, I you know, in a super flex, you don't have that many options. Not a, I certainly do. I, not. I have Gardner Minshew. Would you use Gardner Minshew over uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? No, no, I'm not either. No. <laughs> Stafford is at least close. Um, would you start Lashawn McCoy or you don't like to pick this guy up? So I know your answer. Right? Your, your answer is going to be Lashawn McCoy. What is it Ted Ginn? Yes, I looked a little bit more into Ted Ginn <laughs> last night. <laughs> so all right, here's this story. So I was going over like so. On my Superflex team, like, I had no wide receivers. I had a bunch of crappy running backs. I dropped them all. I dropped every single one of them. So now I have a bunch of, like, crappy wide receivers, like, some of which, like, could pop off. Kenny Stills, we saw a score a touchdown last week. I picked Deion Kane up, who uh, Frank was like, oh, it's a good pickup. Who knows what he could be without Devin Funches? And then I picked up Ted Ginn because he had seven targets, seven receptions this past Monday night, more targets than he had all of last season. And the thing with Ted Ginn was that he's the number two wide receiver playing more snaps than Traquan Smith. And as much as everybody wants to get hyped about Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn's still the guy. So I picked him up and Jim Sonis really likes him this week over at FanDuel. I'm like, all right, maybe I have a guy that could be a plug and play. And Frank's like, Ted Ginn, I'm never going to Ted Ginn. I'm like, all right. Like I thought it was a fine pickup. I spent like two waiver bucks on him. No big deal. And now, Frank, you're saying... I looked into him a little bit. Well, I looked into him last night, and I looked at the snap counts and the target counts, and it was heavily in favor of Ted Ginn. So, Which I told you yesterday. 49 snaps to 42 for Traquan Smith, seven targets for Ted Ginn. He caught all seven of those as well. Uh, and, you know, we could see some points here in this game between the Saints and the Rams. 52-point total. That's the second-highest total on the slate so far this week. But if I remain consistent with my thought process, Greg... I think that we're going to see a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray in this one. And when those guys are not involved, we still get a lot of Michael Thomas. So we know what Tedgin is. He's very volatile. He's boomer bust. But I guess in these higher point total games, these are probably the games that you want to look at Tedgin. I will also say this. Tedgin in his career has also been much better inside of the dome with Drew Brees when they play at home. This game will actually be across the country, the West Coast, Outdoors against the Los Angeles Rams. All those things combined, Greg. I see why you picked up Ted Ginn. You might be able to stream him some bye weeks when yep. he's at home. But overall, this week, I would be a little bit worried about him. All right, I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to use McCoy there in that spot. So I want to do a segment I'm going to call Second Wave. And that's going to be the once the main fab has run, what guys are left. And, and who got dropped. And who got dropped. Absolutely. I have an NFFC league where Corey Davis got dropped last night. I'm not a Corey Davis fan, but... He should be owned in a 20-roster spot league, Greg. I, he, Corey Davis got dropped in my league as well. Yeah. I'm not picking him up because he sucks. <laughs> Being honest with you. Should I pick him up? Uh, I don't think that he sucks, but he certainly has not had a good rapport with Marcus Mariota. When do I ever want to play Corey Davis? I hate Corey he's Davis. He's going to be a bi-week replacement. I was not high on Corey Davis coming into the year. I still think he's talented, but 
Let's actually give Denzel Ward some credit last week. Denzel Ward is one of the best up-and-coming cornerbacks in the league. And last week, Greg, he shadowed Corey Davis on 81% of his routes, which led to, obviously, zero receptions for Corey Davis. I think, you know, while Corey Davis hasn't performed to the level we've expected him to, I want to give some credit to Denzel Ward. I think he played a hell of a game. Corey Davis got picked up in the league that he was dropped in. Who, who was on your bench in that league? And this in the, Corey in the league where league? Corey Davis got dropped. It's my Geronimo Allison team. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's close. I'd probably rather have Corey Davis over Geronimo really? Allison, but it's close. All right. Yeah, I don't. yeah, it's close. I don't. It's not like a slam dunk by any means. Yeah, so in that same league, actually, Carlos Hydrich dropped for some reason. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're a Duke Johnson owner, we're, yeah. we're throwing for sure. I'm not. But running I'm, backs on explosive offenses. Uh, um, I'm not, but I still like Corey, uh, Carlos Hyde because he's the main running back there. Yes. Main ish. Main ish. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. So, second wave in, in one league. I want to throw out a couple of guys. You let me know your level of interest, and people should go pick them up depending on who they have to drop. Ready? Sure. Keyshawn Johnson had 10 targets for the Arizona Cardinals this past Sunday. Are you interested in Keyshawn Johnson? I am interested in Keyshawn Johnson, but more so in deeper leagues. All the players that we mentioned this week as pickups that are probably still available for your second wave as well. Like, I'd rather have Randall Cobb over him. A few of the other slot receivers, I'd rather have Cole Beasley. But I am definitely intrigued by Keyshawn Johnson. I want to pay attention to this. The problem with Keyshawn Johnson and really all of the Cardinals wide receivers are that are they going to throw the ball 54 times per week, Greg? And... They, they run four wide receiver slots, uh, slots very often. They did it a ton last week. You know, Keyshawn Johnson was on the field a lot. Demir Bird was on the field a lot, as was Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. It seems like, you know, heading into this week, Michael Crabtree is going to overtake Demir Bird for one of those, you know, four wide receiver slot roles. Uh, not just slot, slot roles, but just roles in general. I like Keyshawn Johnson, but I think predicting who is going to get the targets on a weekly basis for Arizona is going to be very difficult. Fool's gold. Okay, so like, don't love in regards to Keyshawn Johnson. That's fair. All right. Cole Beasley, nine targets this past week, five receptions, 40 yards, pretty much a prototypical Cole Beasley outing. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I'm interested, especially against this New York Giants defense. Uh, They allowed a slot touchdown to Randall Cobb last week. Uh, Their secondary outside of Janoris Jenkins is not good, and I guess you can even argue that Janoris Jenkins has fallen off over the past couple of years. So I like Cole Beasley, you know, safe floor PPR option, probably better once bye weeks come into play. You know, I don't, if you play in a a three wide receiver league right now, one flex, he's probably not cracking your lineup, but I do like him more than Keyshawn Johnson. Would you rather own Cole Beasley or Trey Quinn? I would rather own, that's a fair question because they're very similar, both slot receivers for their respective teams. Both questionable quarterback play. I would probably go with Trey Quinn. You go with Cole Beasley. It's close. It's close. Yeah, I lean. I lean Trey Quinn. I think the uh, the target share will be a little bit more consistent for him. And he will face the Giants twice this year. Yes, he will. He will face the Giants twice this yep. year. Um, Rex Burkhead still out there for some people, of course, in the second wave. You know what Rex Burkhead did? He had forty yards on the ground, forty yards through the air. Are you interested in Rex Burkhead? In deeper leagues, this one's a lot like Keyshawn Johnson. Different position, but kind of similar makeup if you look at it. When it comes to the Patriots running backs, we don't know who it's going to be on a weekly basis. That's why we say, you know, draft Patriots running backs in best ball. That's fine because they're going to have big weeks. You can't necessarily predict when it's going to happen. So I want exposure to this Patriots offense. In deeper leagues, yes, Rex Burkhead should be owned. But when it comes to overreacting to, let's say, Rashad Penny not being used in week one or other really good handcuffs like Tony Pollard, 
I'm going to hold on to those players over Rex Burkhead, Greg. Last one on the second wave for today. It's Paul Richardson, who had seven targets for Washington this past week. Only four for 36, but he is a starting wide receiver. I know all the attention uh, has gone to McLaurin. We just spoke about Trey Quinn very briefly. Paul Richardson, any interest? I don't have much interest in Paul Richardson. To be honest, I think most weeks he's going to be either third or fourth in the pecking order when it comes to targets. I think a lot of the times those targets are going to be occupied by Trey Quinn and Terry McLaurin and the tight end. I mean, this Jay Gruden offense is one that likes to use the tight end. No, Vernon Davis has been in and out of the lineup the past couple of years. He's still in concussion protocol this week, questionable. But even last week, we saw Vernon Davis have a pretty big game. So I think most weeks, Greg, Paul Richardson is probably third or fourth in the pecking order for targets on a team that is quarterbacked by Case Keenum. So there's, there's not really much upside there. And that's this week's second wave of free agency. I like that segment. It's a segment. I, yeah, I appreciate that. I, I Good. Just trying to do my job on the show. <laughs> When we come back after the break, we're going to be joined by Virginia Zakis. We have a lot of injuries to get to, and I'm very excited for the uh, start of this segment where we will mention your team, Frank. That's the New York Jets. Did you think I was going to avoid this topic for the next I time? was wondering when it was going to pop up. Oh, it was coming. Rear its ugly head. It was coming. I'm extremely excited. Are you going to ask uh, the takeaways from Mono? Yes. I don't care that it wasn't on the list. I'm just excited. Did you email Virginia before this? Nope. Virginia curveball coming. Curveball. Sam Darnold is mono. Le'Veon Bell is going for an MRI. The Jets. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888 888- 
andro400.com. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, okay. Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. Week two in the NFL is just like a few hours away, and you can become the eighth person to win a million bucks in a FanDuel DraftKings tournament. Saving their lineups using DailyRoto.com's DFS Lineup Optimizer. Drew Dickmeyer won 100 grand last week doing this. Registered users are winning thousands of dollars each week playing DFS using the service, and you can too. If you're playing Daily Fantasy and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up for the NFL annual pass with the faster optimizer, smarter projections, better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's the promo code says ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Speaking of millionaires, let's bring in our girl, Virginia Zakis. What's up, Virginia? Hey, guys. How's it going? Going well. Uh, just got thrown right into it in week one. <laughs> we did. We all got thrown right into it here. Is Virginia a millionaire? Is there something I missed, Greg? I, I, just, I just threw it past her. She didn't respond, so I kept going. Fair enough. There it is. I know you have uh, very important questions that you want to ask Virginia. I do, right? Virginia. This is obviously breaking news today. Uh, how does a uh, 22-year-old quarterback get mono? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm going to let you answer that one for yourself. But, oh, all right. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be out for at least a few weeks, unfortunately. It's very interesting because... He's already lost five pounds. He's quarantined in his apartment in New York City. And it's what really surprises me, Virginia, to be honest with you, is that more players don't get mono. Like, how does nobody get mono? I mean, listen, football players are going to do what they do. Not all of it is right, of course, and above ground. But this is, not a, this is not a new thing. Like, Joe Namath somehow never got mono. And yet here we are. <laughs> he might have something else. Sam Darnold getting mono, and he's out. For the next three weeks? Yeah, he's not going to play the next two weeks, uh, and then they have a week four bye. So this team is starting 0-6. Let's just call it for what it is, Greg. I'm sorry, Frank. Don't be sorry. I am. I'm sorry. They did it to themselves. I... Adam Gase sucks. How is Adam Gase's fault? That it's Adam Gase's got... fault. That, Sam Darnold that rule would have prevented Mono from Sam Darnold. Seems unlikely. <laughs> the Adam Gase was clubbing with Sam Darnold? I- I'm convinced. All right, let's ask actually relevant things now. This Greg. is important. This is, people wanted to know this. It's important to me. It's probably not important to anybody else. I don't know about that, Frank. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's, let's talk about uh, relevance. And that, I, I mentioned it, um, I don't know if it was during the break or toward the end of the segment, but Darius Geis, I have no shares of Darius Geis, and I feel good about that because he's headed for surgery or just had surgery on his quote-unquote good knee. Tore his ACL in training camp last year. It took him a long time to come back from it. 
He was healthy, so much so AP was inactive this past Sunday. It was a Darius Guy show outside of third downs with Chris Thompson. And he couldn't handle it. And I wondered, Virginia, if that has to do with overcompensation on that good knee. Now he hurts his meniscus. He has surgery. What can you tell us about Darius Geis? Yeah, I was pretty concerned when they were going to, you know, ready to just kind of throw him right into it um, and give him a full workload week one. It was not smart. Um, Not only did he tear his ACL, but then he had all of those infections, which, of course, slows down the recovery. Um, I do think this injury happened because he his body was just not 100% and he did too much too soon. Um, now it's looking like he's going to have surgery. And if he does, it's a six to eight week recovery time. Um, we've also been getting some questions, you know, why isn't it the two to four week recovery time? Like we've heard some players in the past when they've had, you know, just a little meniscus trim or a little cleanup procedure to the knee. Um, that likely means this is a bit more of a serious meniscus tear. Um, when you have surgery, there's two options. You can either trim it or you can repair it. If they're going to repair the meniscus, it would likely be um, a season-ending injury. So, you know, if it's a smaller tear, it can be trimmed, but still you can need a couple months to recover. Um, you know, in the long run, in a weird way, maybe this is a good thing for him if he really gets the time to continue to rehab, strengthen his lower body. Um, but I think it's, it's going to be a while before we see him, and I would expect them to place him on IR with the possibility to return if his recovery goes well. Washington has not ruled out that possibility of placing Darius guys on the IR. Adrian Peterson was a popular waiver wire pickup this week, understandably so. I mean, he's going to get the majority of the early down work here. I think you're going to see a lot of what you saw uh, last year in games where Washington is winning. You're going to see a lot of AP. In, what they're lo- in games that they're losing, he's going to be very ineffective. You'll see more of Chris Thompson. Darius Geis, unfortunately, out for the near future. I acknowledge that this could 100% be an overreaction to the situation, but I'm starting to question if we're ever going to see Darius Geis at full strength at 100%, just given everything that he's gone through so far. Virginia, yesterday when we got off the air, we had some breaking news regarding Hunter Henry. Last year, he was returning from a torn ACL. Now he is dealing with a uh, another knee injury, uh, quote, uh, not a knee injury, is it a knee injury? I guess it is, yeah. Tibia plateau fracture to his left knee, and he's going to be out four to six weeks. I am not a doctor, but a four to six week timetable seems a little optimistic. What do you have regarding Hunter Henry? Yeah, four to six weeks is very optimistic for this injury. Um, Of course, there's different severities of this injury. This is the same thing that J.J. Watt suffered last year, but his was far more severe. He needed surgery right away. Um, Henry doesn't look like he's going to need surgery right now. Um, But this is another situation where they really should just put him on IR, let him take at least eight weeks to get healthy. Um, Four to six weeks is not going to be enough time. Even if this is a very small fracture or a hairline fracture, it's just not enough time. Um, This is, it's pretty unlucky. I actually don't think this is related at all to the torn ACL from last year. Um, You know, this is just one of those unfortunate situations, but um, our algorithm is showing a minimum of seven weeks before he starts to go full speed. And then, after that, it would mean another, um, you know, two to four additional weeks to really um, start sprinting, cutting on his leg, jumping, doing all those things that, you know, you need to be comfortable with if you're going to play football. So I think it should be a while before we see Henry. And I really hope they don't bring him back in four to six weeks, because if they do, he will be at a very high risk of suffering another injury. So Hunter Henry, another player that could possibly go on IR here and maybe come back. Greg, you don't have an IR spot in your league. Are you dropping Hunter Henry? For who? Let's say you got lucky and picked up like a Hawkinson or a Darren Waller. You're dropping Hunter Henry? Yes. Okay. I think I have to. 
Yeah, I mean, outside of that, there's not going to be much available. You're probably looking at, you know, Vernon Davis filling in for Jordan Reed. Yeah, so... And you can't even look at the backup here. Virgil Green, not really known for being much of a pass catcher either. Yeah, so uh, Antonio, Antonio Gates, Gates returns potentially. Yeah. Uh, Judy Lee, for instance, she had Hunter Henry as her starter. She did get Darren Waller, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so the next person she needs, she needs off the waiver wire, probably going to drop Hunter Henry uh, for that spot. Speaking of players that were hurt this past weekend but not going on IR quite yet. That brings us to Tyreek Hill, who left the game uh, after getting forcefully hit by Jalen Ramsey, and uh, he hurt his shoulder so much so that they couldn't pop him right back in. He had to go to a a hospital in Jacksonville. He stayed overnight, uh, went back to Kansas City the next day. We've heard four to six weeks, but what is Tyreek Hill dealing with, Uh, and is four to six six weeks really realistic? So, he suffered um, a posterior SC dislocation. Um, the SC joint or the sternoclavicular joint is right in the front of the chest. Um, it's sort of a chest injury, sort of a shoulder injury. Um, it's very tough to cause this dislocation. It requires a lot of impact. Um, but when a posterior dislocation occurs, you worry about um, internal injuries, damage to blood vessels. Um, Fortunately, it sounds like he avoided something serious like this. Um, but when the, when this injury occurs, it does lead to some instability. Um, it's important to take, uh, I'll say at least four to six weeks, but it depends on the severity before um, going through any contact drills. Likely needs even longer than that. I don't think his four to six uh, week timeline right now is very realistic. Um, you also have to worry about other damage that could have been caused to the shoulder when this occurred, um, such as, you know, a slight labrum tear. Um, and then going forward, you have to worry about ligament lax- laxity, um, meaning the ligament stretch out. So it's going to leave him more susceptible to a future either shoulder dislocation, another SC joint dislocation um, or other compensatory injury um, because he's trying, you know, to protect that area. So I'm very concerned about him. We're showing an optimal recovery time of seven weeks. And again, because that's a pretty long optimal recovery time, we think he needs at least a few weeks after he hits that seven-week mark before he returns and plays in an actual game. Greg, Miko Hardman could end up being one of the best pickups based on this news that we're getting regarding Tyreek Hill. It could come as soon as week two this week against the Oakland Raiders, who could potentially be without their starting corner, Gary and Conley, and they're obviously without Jonathan Abram, their starting safety, as Well, I want to stick in the AFC West and go back to the Los Angeles Chargers, Virginia, and ask you about Mike Williams. When Anthony Lynn was asked about his concern level for Mike Williams' knee, he said, I'm absolutely concerned heading into week two. So I don't know that there's been an official diagnosis for Mike Williams, but, you know, what are we speculating on? And, you know, is this something that we're going to have to worry about consistently for the entirety of the season with Mike Williams? Yeah, unfortunately, we have very little information right now. Um, we know he didn't practice yesterday. Um, and there was also one quote where he sort of described it as his knee tightening up. Um, I never found any signs of a you know specific time where the injury occurred that could have been um, that looked like any sort of ligament damage. So that's promising. But, you know, I didn't watch every single snap that he played. So I, you know, not totally sure about that. But possible in this situation it's maybe some cartilage or meniscus damage here um but we really don't know i think um if we're being very optimistic here we're looking at a two-week optimal recovery time for maybe just a mild knee sprain maybe he hyperextended his knee but if there is any meniscus damage we're looking at a much more serious um grade three injury and it could be you know five six seven weeks he's out so there's very little um information right now i'm 
I'm guessing they've sent him for an MRI because if they're concerned, I don't know why they wouldn't have, but they haven't released anything yet. So hoping we learn more in the next few days, but I don't think it's looking very good for week two. Virginia, we have just two minutes left, so I, I want to try to be quick. I know I want to ask you about Tevin Coleman. Frankie wants to ask you about Joe Mixon. Both of these guys are hurt. We know Coleman seems to have a high ankle sprain. I don't know what's going on with Mixon. Uh, can you fill us in on both these guys? Sure. So yeah, Tevin Coleman is dealing with a left high ankle sprain. Um, this is a very concerning injury. It's especially tough for running backs or even wide receivers. Um, we're showing a minimum optimal recovery time of four to five weeks right now. I don't think we're going to see him until I'll say maybe week five or six at the soonest. Um, even then this is an injury that tends to nag. It really lingers. It affects everything. Um, cutting explosiveness, um, so not good there. Joe Mixon, slightly more optimistic. X-rays were clean. The MRI seemed relatively clean. Um, so we're showing a two-week optimal recovery time for Mixon. Fantastic news when it comes to Joe Mixon. Hopefully, Tevin Coleman comes back sooner rather than later for us fantasy owners. Virginia, we appreciate the time as always. Let's do it again next week. Awesome. All right, Frankie, when we come back, Thursday Night Football is upon us. It's the Panthers against the Bucks. Seven-point favorites for Carolina. will get the job done. We'll preview that next the Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to SportsGrid.com slash DK to play. That's SportsGrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Wager Talk 
with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. Since 2015, if you just blindly bet every 12-point or higher favorite in the NFL, so you're a double-digit favorite, clearly, minus 12 or more, you've gone 33, 15, and 2. You have won 68.8% of your bets. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, channel 719. We're back with you here on the BFFs. Great question, Frankie, before we dive into Thursday Night Football. And that revolves around Tyreek Hill. And we heard from Virginia that you're looking at more like six weeks rather than four to six weeks. And even after that, he's not going to be completely healthy. He showed up to practice today, his right arm uh, in a sling. What do you trade Tyreek Hill for? Like, yes, it could have major dividends down the line for the team that acquires him. You also know you're not going to have him for a while. What do you trade Tyreek Hill for? Uh, you had a very good question. Yeah, we got this question in the YouTube chat from Sherm. He asked, do you trade Tyreek Hill for Cooper Cup? And I asked Greg right before we came back from break, and he took a long pause and he thought about it. As I should. Yeah, you should. And he said, yeah, I, I would take Cooper Cup. And you know, I think I agree. I think... Obviously, context matters most here. It's, you know, who are your other wide receivers? You know, this person actually has Stephon Diggs and Tyler Boyd as well. But, I mean, this is a six- to seven-week injury for Tyreek Hill. There's no saying whether or not he's going to be himself when he returns. This sounds like something that could be open for re-injury as well. And Cooper Cup just saw a ton of targets in week one, plays in a really great offense. He doesn't have the upside that Tyreek Hill does, obviously. But we're talking about a consistently safe Wide receiver two over the next six, seven weeks while you have no Tyreek Hill? It's a fair trade. It's a fair question. And I agree that I would take Cooper Cup if I can get him for Tyreek Hill right now. Would you trade Tyreek Hill for Tyler Lockett? Yes. Would you trade Tyreek Hill for Alshon Jeffrey? No. Allen Robinson? Yes. Would you trade Tyreek Hill? For Calvin Ridley. Mm, yes. Would you trade Tyreek Hill for... Mm, Most of this is context, too. Like, if, you, if you're desperate for a wide receiver, for example, Greg, I know you have Tyreek Hill in the league. If it's, you know, you're starting Ted Ginn because you lost Tyreek Hill, then, yeah, I would trade him for those names that you just mentioned. Yeah, listen, I'm starting... In that league where I have Tyreek Hill. Yep. I'm starting... I'm not just trying to trade Tyreek Hill for anyone here. I'm starting... Yep. My wide receivers are Julian Edelman and MVS as my starters. Yeah, like I would try and make a move there. I would love to get a Cooper Cup. And then I would trust, you know, Edelman and Cooper Cup as my two wide receivers week in and week out. It seems pretty safe. Okay. All right. You know, Tyler Lockett and Calvin Ridley, they might be more inconsistent, boomer bust type options, but I still have them on that fringe as... Low-end wide receiver twos, high-end wide receiver threes. Rather have Allen Robinson over those guys right now. Mm. Allen Robinson looked really good in week one. He did. The target he, share is going to be there, he, too. He looked fantastic. Ultimately. Someone in the chat just asked, what's wrong with Alshon? I don't know. Is there something wrong with him? No. I, I mean, I just wasn't very high on him coming yeah. into the year. Allen Robinson really looked awesome in week one. He yeah. Did. And look, when it comes to Alshon Jeffrey, the reason why I was down on him is just there's so many targets in Philadelphia. 
We just saw last week Deshaun Jackson had 10 targets. I just don't know. If Zach I, Ertz is still there and Miles Sanders is there. The one that I would throw out to you, I don't know that I would do Calvin Ridley. I don't yeah, know that I would do cl- He's more of like a high-end wide receiver three. three. Yeah. He's yeah. Not, if you he's can, not a rock, rock solid <laughs> receiver two. Uh, take it easy. That's not true. I, I, love, I love all wide receivers. It's fine. Did I miss something? No, let's preview tonight's game, Greg. Okay. Tonight, the Panthers and the Bucks. Seven-point dogs are the Bucks in Carolina tonight. Great stat I read earlier. Jameis Winston has not won a road game since 2016. In fact, over the last 18 games, the Bucks are 2-16 and 16 on the road. The only two wins coming with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Bucks going to Carolina. The defense that looked better, I think, than expected against San Francisco. Uh, Carolina played well against the Rams, although Cam Newton didn't exactly run as much. Let me start with Carolina. Let me start with Cam Newton. Because I was admittedly bullish on Cam Newton coming in this year. I really liked him as a starting quarterback in fantasy. And yet, after week one, where we did not see him rush nearly at all, even at the goal line, it was a lot of Christian McCaffrey. It was not Cam just being Cam. You're worried about that foot injury here a little bit. Would you rather start, Frank, Cam Newton tonight against Tampa Bay or Josh Allen on Sunday Against the Giants. Oh, well, I'm so happy you asked me this question, Greg, because I spoke about this on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. It's a common question I've gotten. And I would go with Josh Allen. I just think the matchup is great against the New York Giants. He just got shredded for 400 passing yards and four touchdowns by Dak Prescott. I don't think that Josh Allen is going to do that, but if Josh Allen throws for 250 yards, two touchdowns, and rushes for an additional 40 or 50, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this week. If I own Cam Newton, and George brought this up, he said, look, if you're not going to start Cam Newton at home against Tampa Bay, why do you even own Cam Newton? I don't think it's, it's my rationale. I don't think it's as cut and dry as that because, again, the guy is coming back off a shoulder injury. And foot injury. And a foot injury. So maybe he needs a couple of weeks to get going here. Looked really good in North Turner's offense last year. I don't just want to, you know, throw Cam Newton to the wolves right now. I'm, I'm not just th- getting rid of him for anything. But I think Josh Allen is in a really good spot this week. So, yes, I would go with Allen over Cam Newton. So, I chose uh, on my waiver wire earlier this week to not go, in the league I own Cam to not go after Josh Allen, planning on starting Cam Newton in this matchup at home for the reason that George mentioned, right? Like, this is a great matchup, theoretically. It's at home. I know it's a short week. But I like Cam in this spot. Now, other quarterbacks that you can consider that are on the waiver wire, let me throw this out yep, there. Yep, yep, yep. Ready? Would you start Cam Newton at home tonight? Or would you start Derek Carr at home against KC? And again, you know they're going to throw. I'm still using Cam Newton. Would you start Cam Newton or would you start Jimmy G, who we spoke about earlier? Definitely Cam Newton. Last one, Cam Newton or Jacoby Brissett? Also Cam Newton. All right. Yeah. Cam Newton's probably a borderline QB1 for you. Yeah, I have him QB11. The only yeah. way that you're not using Cam Newton is A, if Josh Allen is available, or if you paired Cam Newton with someone like a Tom Brady or a Lamar Jackson during draft season. If you own one of those guys, obviously I would use those over Cam Newton. All right, let me get uh, continue down the Carolina... Dak Prescott, I'll throw him in that mix as well, Greg. Jack Prescott, the yes. Cam Newton. I agree with that. Let me continue down with, Carol- with Carolina here. You're going to start Christian McCaffrey, who looks, as Gabe has said, the best running back in the NFL this past Sunday. The wide receivers, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, both in good spots, theoretically, again, against this Tampa defense. Are they both rock-solid must-starts tonight? DJ Moore more so than Curtis Samuel. I, you did that. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to do that either. But uh, I have DJ Moore as a top 20 
wide receiver tonight going to be matched up with Vernon Hargraves, who played much better last week than we've ever seen. I don't know if it's the Todd Bowles effect or whatever it might be, but he played well. He got a, a very good pro football focus grade last week. He had a pick six against Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Uh, I still do like DJ Moore. He saw double-digit targets last week. I believe that he is the top target in this offense outside of Christian McCaffrey, if we're being honest. Greg Olson, not 100% going into tonight's matchup, so I think we could see more targets for Curtis Samuel. I like Curtis Samuel as a, you know, a middling, solid wide receiver three tonight, Greg. Uh, His matchup will be against cornerback Carlton Davis, according to Pro Football Focus, and he graded out very poorly last week, and I do think that if there's a matchup you want to exploit tonight, it is Curtis Samuel against this Bucks defense. So, DJ Moore is a top 20 wide receiver for me. Curtis Samuel, top 35, Greg. All right, so Curtis Samuel inside uh, the top 36 for Frankie here this week. One last piece of the offense I do want to mention, and it's Greg Olson. I know he didn't practice early in the week. He did come back to practice. Practice yesterday. Say what you will about Greg Olson and how flimsy he is and how frail and how old he is. He had nine targets on Sunday for Carolina against the Rams. Only had four for 36, but he was targeted incessantly. We talked about tight end. You lost Hunter Henry, for instance. You didn't get Darren Wilder or TJ Hawkinson. Is Greg Olson an option for you? I have him as my tight end 17. I'm not excited about it tonight. I understand it's against Tampa Bay. He saw the nine targets. He didn't do much with those targets. I don't think he's 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if Greg Olson leaves the game at some point tonight or if they mix in Ian Thomas more. So I have... Greg Olson, pretty low. Greg, I actually have Noah Fant ahead of him this week, which some people might find surprising, but the Bears allowed a touchdown to Jimmy Graham last week, and Noah Fant played 50 snaps in week one. You know, originally, I thought they're going to bring Noah Fant along slowly here. I don't know that they're just going to throw him into the fire right away. Well, you know, he played 50 snaps. I believe he ran 30 routes as well, so he was on the field a lot last week. And I think that Joe Flacco is going to need a safety valve, someone to get the get get the ball out of his hands quickly this week against that Chicago Bears pass rush. So if you do have Greg Olson on your team, or you know if you lost Hunter Henry, uh, a name that I would look at is actually Noah Fant. Uh, even Jimmy Graham and Vernon Davis, I have ranked higher than Greg Olson as of now. I don't expect uh, Jordan Reed to play this week. All right, so Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham. Greg Olson, some of these older guys are options here this week. We've got Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, uh, you mentioned as well. Greg Olson, of course, as Frank mentioned. We'll see if he can play a full game tonight against Tampa Bay. Let me go over to that Buccaneers side of the coin. Davis Winston, he's starting. Where, where is he in your quarterback rankings this week? I have him at QB 17, so I'm not completely burying him. I still have him ranked ahead of some of those names you mentioned, like the Derek Carrs and Jimmy Garoppolo's. Jacoby Brissett. Just because of the, ahead of Jacoby Brissett as well, just because of the weapons that he has here. And yes, I understand he let a lot of people down. Hell, he lost me a game last week where I started Jameis Winston over Lamar Jackson. And honestly, I deserve to lose because I had Lamar Jackson ranked higher. But for some reason, I went with Jameis Winston. So I understand your pain. I suffered from it as well. But I still do think, based on the weapons he has, the fact that they're going to pass the ball a lot this year for the longevity of the season, you know, I still do like Jameis Winston. He's got to get better. Look, there's just there's no other way to put it. The, some of the throws that he makes, the decisions, the turnovers, he had three interceptions last week. He's, he's just got to be better. There's no doubt about it. I'm looking for the Bucks to bounce back tonight. I'm not super bullish on Jameis Winston overall, Greg. As I mentioned, QB 17. 
but I'm not completely burying him yet like other people might be if they're overreacting to week one. Let's not overreact. You liked Jameis Winston coming into the year. I don't think enough has changed for you to get out on Jameis Winston going forward this week on Thursday. You said something on the frenzy that you were going to guarantee that you're going to put your foot down and you're going to pound your fist on the table. The Chris Godwin greater sign Mike Evans tonight. For those that didn't check out the frenzy, why do you feel that way? Yeah, it's just a matchup overall tonight. It's not that... You know, the Carolina Panthers have great outside corners, but they played pretty well last week against some stiff competition against the Los Angeles Rams. They limited Brandon Cooks in that performance. Mike Evans is going to get his, and it's not, you know, some astronomical difference. I have these guys both ranked inside my top 12. I have Chris Godwin ranked one spot higher. I have him at wide receiver 10. I have Mike Evans at wide receiver 11. But overall, Chris Godwin's matchup against Javian Elliott, who is the slot corner of the Carolina Panthers, is one that is very very favorable for Chris Godwin tonight. So if I'm just choosing between one of those two, if you're playing a DFS showdown, uh, I would go with Chris Godwin over Mike Evans. I would imagine most people in season long don't have that question mark. Probably there. not. Any concern about OJ Howard? Well, yeah, of course. You know, Cameron Brait caught two touchdowns last week on two different occasions, and they were called that's back. How, that's usually how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't catch two touchdowns at <laughs> once. Yeah, that's how it works, Greg. Uh, but. When it comes to uh, Cameron Brake, he's still been a thorn in the side for O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard was on the field much more than Cameron Brake. He ran more routes than Cameron Brake as well. Uh, I have O.J. Howard as a top seven tight end. I have him one spot higher than T.J. Hawkinson. It's really close for me. Man. Where's Darren Waller in that? I have Darren Waller ranked, I believe, tight end five or six. He's ahead of uh, O.J. O. Howard as well. Yeah. All right, last question for you. Free Rojo tonight? Yeah, I spoke about this a little bit on the frenzy. I want it to be free Rojo, but for whatever reason, they're still not you know, handing over the keys to the car to Ronald Jones. I, I think it was very obvious he was the most explosive running back. We had a report yesterday come out that Peyton Pat Barber is still going to start for the Bucks tonight, and they're going to mix in uh, Ronald Jones, but I think he's in consideration for a flex here. Is Dario Gumwale in consideration as a flex play? If you're really desperate in a PPR, but... Yeah, I can't see you being a- actually that desperate. The question I got from somebody who's desperate, yeah. Gumbawale or Gus Edwards? In PPR, I would go with a Gumbawale. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would go with him there. I, I like Ronald Jones as a low-end RB3 as a flex option. And when it comes to uh, picking the game from a spread, I'm actually taking the points with Tampa Bay. I don't trust Cam Newton in the shoulder enough yet. I like what I saw out of the Bucks defense. I think they keep this game competitive, Greg. I like the touchdown. I'll take Tampa Bay plus seven as well. I'll also take the under in this game. He's Frank Stanville. I'm Greg Sussman. I want to thank Virginia, Danny, and everybody else downstairs. Alex, too. We'll all be back tomorrow. We'll make picks in every game one by one. We'll do the best we can. We, we hope. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help.
Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. Why are we not starting James White and are starting Latavius Murray? I do know why. Because you think they're going to run the ball again. They don't need. They don't need James White. Yeah, I don't know. I feel weird about James White. I, let's talk about it right now. I had him as one of my uh, tougher matchups that I didn't get to on the previous show, the Fantasy Football Frenzy with Jim and George Kurtz. You've been trying to bench James White everywhere we've had him. I just don't know how to feel about James White this week, especially if Antonio Brown plays. We're talking about now they have three legitimate wide receivers in their offense. And look, I understand I just went on this whole monologue basically last hour about predicting game flow and how it's you know pretty hard to predict game flow on a weekly basis in the NFL. You don't normally see 19-point spreads in the NFL. The Dolphins looked dreadful last week. The Patriots were clicking on all cylinders. I just don't know how much they're going to need James White, Greg. I understand that in order to be winning by that much, they have to score points. Sure. So James White can score, I guess, during that time. But I just see this as like a bounce-back performance for Sony Michelle. And I still see them using Rex Burkhead as well. James White, to me, is someone, you know, I want to get him in in games that I think are going to be competitive, back and forth, up-tempo. I don't know that the Patriots are going to need to use him all that much. Am I overthinking it? Yes. Because, like, uh, Latavius Murray, kind of touchdown dependent, Frank. Like, you're banking on him scoring a touchdown against well, the Rams. The Rams just got ripped by Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Latavius Murray is not Christian McCaffrey. He's not, but he also plays on one of the best offenses in the league sure. that has led the league in rushing touchdowns each of the past two years. And, by the way, he scored a rushing touchdown in week one. He did, but he had six carries total. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> but this was a back and forth affair you where they started really passing need the ball a touchdown. late. Where they started passing the ball late. No, look, it's probably going to be a back and forth affair against the Rams as well. Right. But my thinking here is I think that the Rams are the Saints rather are going to try and keep the Rams' offense off the field. I think that they're really going to try and run the football a ton in this one with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. It's close. Look, if you want James White, you know, want James White. It's it's close for me. I mean, we could talk about other people. We have we have Darren we're Waller. Starting, we're starting two tight ends. Darren Waller week. in as our flex. I mean, we could start James White over Darren Waller if you want. I don't want to do that. You like, you like Darren Waller. I want to start Darren Waller. I guess the Chiefs, yeah. They're going to need someone to catch the ball in that Correct. game. Correct. So I like the Darren Waller idea. All right. Look, if you want to go James White over Latavius Murray, I, I will leave the final call up to you. All right, I'm going to change it's that. It's that right. close of a call where if you feel that strongly about it, it's fine. I have these players closely ranked. For me, when it's a toss-up, I go with Latavius Murray. I Personally, I think that the, the Saints are going to try and play keep away huh. from the Rams this week, and I think Latavius Murray gets double-digit carries and potentially scores another touchdown this week. All right, so let's... I don't know that James White's going to score a touchdown. 